It is uh, 7.08 and the Monday night edition of the Employment Hours upon you. Your phone calls very shortly. Just wanted to mention a couple things off the top, and I know, Leora, you're feeling the same way that, um, you know, five and a half years ago when the concept of this show was put together, it was truly uncharted waters. Nobody knew if it was going to take. Is this the right topic for radio? Would people react? Would it strike a chord? Would they respond? And they have 10 times over what we thought it would ever have been half a decade ago. You knew it from the get-go because you know your business. I was confident that together we could do it. There was a third party involved in uh, the success of this show right from the beginning, and that was the original sales rep for AM640. uh, For this show when it was all put together, Um, Sandra Carusi is her name. Fantastic, energetic, creative, always three steps ahead, always looking big picture, always know it was around the corner. She was an ace at her job, and she was also amazing on air uh, with inside jokes uh, as of late here on 640. I recognize Sandra's voice on the air. We lost Sandra uh, this morning, a very courageous battle she fought for five years. Uh, Like she did everything else, it was balls to the wall, kicked it right in the ass, and she did what she could. And she fought really hard. So we want to send this show out to her and thank her for, uh, I mean, the success in my life, success for my family, your family as well. She's truly an amazing radio person, known her for years, and already miss her, miss her so much, right? This is a tough one, uh, John. It really is. I met Sandra six years ago, and, and, you know, the reason I'm on air now is because of her. When I came up with the idea, I, I'd met with Sandra from AM640, and I met with someone at a different station, and the, the reason why I decided to, to take this uh uh, opportunity with 640 is because of her because I was so impressed with her energy and her confidence and and, and how uh, how much she believed in me and what we want to do here and and I said that's exactly why I want to work with uh, and it's thanks to her that, that we've had the success and I am so grateful to her uh, she was incredibly sharp incredibly funny a real force of nature, and, and she fought this cancer with such conviction and determination and dignity, a, a real inspiration to everyone. Uh, she's a proud mom, and, and I, my, my heart goes uh, to her family, to her friends, and Sandra, we, we miss you, and thank you for everything, uh, and, and this show, as well as future shows, are, are going to be dedicated to her. Absolutely. Well said. So as uh, she would say, guys, enough. Seriously, get on with the show. That's exactly what you would tell us to do. So we're, uh, we're going to do exactly that. You always start with the other uh, week that was, brother. What is, uh, what's going on? Well, John, we're here to talk about employment law and, and to, to do what we do every time we're on the air, which is educate people about their legal rights. And uh, you know, I have the, the fortune to be able to speak with people every single day about workplace rights to help educate them and to help solve problems. And so if you're facing that situation, call us right now. Let's talk about that. And a couple of situations that I saw come across my desk just over the past uh, week or so. Uh, first situation, I spoke with a gentleman who had worked for a company for a long time, almost 30 years, and he had decided he's going to be retiring at the end of the year, I guess effective January 1 of uh, 2019. But he wanted to be good to his company, so he wanted to tell them that in advance, give them advance notice so that they have time to figure things out. So he told them recently that he's going to be retiring in a number of months, effective January of 2019. Uh, That was fine, except a week later they said, well, guess what? We just found the perfect replacement for you. He's going to be able to start very soon, so we don't need you to stay. So we're going to wish you farewell. Maybe we'll get you a nice watch. But beyond that, we're going to say goodbye to you. Uh, And that was it. And they said goodbye to him, and he called me immediately, and he said, well, wait a second. I was trying to be good to these guys. I gave them five months' notice, and now I'm out, uh, out the door. Do I get anything? Well, the answer was yes, absolutely. Not only does he get paid, John, he actually has to get paid for the five months that he gave them notice. Even though he's not going to be working, the rule is very simple. 
when you give notice of resignation, notice of retirement, if the company wants you to leave early before your last day, they have to pay you for that balance. So they can't avoid those obligations. They can't uh, decide to, to circumvent them. So this company now is getting a, a bad deal for themselves because instead of having a good dedicated employee work there for the next five months, they're going to have to pay him for five months to sit at home. That's their loss, his gain, I guess. But I want everyone to understand and remember that rule. If you give notice of resignation, you don't have to be worried that the company is just going to walk you out the door. If they do, they still have to pay you. You know you have that protection. And any problem, any concern, you call me. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Get your calls here in, in a couple moments. What else you got happening on your desk? Well, we talk often about constructive dismissal, and sometimes constructive dismissal is very obvious. You know, they reduced my pay. Uh, they relocated yeah. me 100 kilometers. That's clear. But sometimes it's not necessarily as obvious. I spoke with a gentleman who used to be a sales manager at his job. Well, recently, because of a restructuring, the company decided that they don't need him to be a manager. They just want him to be a salesperson. But they're not going to touch his compensation. They're not going to touch his bonus. And in fact, they said, you can even keep the title. You can keep that on your business cards, but you're not going to be managing anyone. You're not going to have anyone reporting to you. You're going to perform sales, but your income is, is going to stay the same. Well, on the face of it, one may say, well, wait a second. Okay, job's the same or job title is the same. Compensation's the same. All is good. Well, not so fast. Because this is a demotion in the sense that he now doesn't have the same prestige. Now he doesn't have the same important job. It's still a significant change to the terms of employment, which means he can still treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave with severance. So bottom line is if you're being demoted, you, regardless of what happens to compensation, if you're being demoted the lesser position, you have potentially the right to say no, you have potentially the right to leave with severance because that is a constructive dismissal. Email, by the way, anytime is help at employmenthour.com. And to get a hold of the order when we're not doing this radio show during the week and the weekends as well, one 821 But as promised, always over the phones we go. Uh, Joanna, good evening. How are you? Oh, hi. Is that me? Hi. Yes. Okay. How are you? Joanna. Yes. <laughs> hi, guys. Long-time listener. Love Excellent. your show. Absolutely amazing. Um, okay, here's my question. I work for a company, huge, huge company, and they're actually American-based, but it's a Canada, Canada head office. Mm -hmm. I got hired as a temp seven years ago for six months. They told me, if you want to get paid properly, make your own company. We'll treat you as a contractor. <sighs> seven years later, I look on the Ministry of Employment. I am totally an employee. Yeah. I don't get vacation, sick days, nothing. So I tell them... And they're saying, oh, no, you don't qualify for Bill 148 as a contractor because we pay you as a company. And now I want to write a letter because two years ago they said we'll hire you, and they've been basically dangling this in front of me for how, how many years? So let, let's be very clear, Joanna. Obviously, you're an employee, and you don't need me to actually to tell you that. It seems like you've done your homework good okay. for you. You are an employee. So it doesn't matter uh, what they call you. and doesn't matter if they pay you or a company that you've incorporated. The law looks at substance over form, which means, yeah, you are an employee. That means you have the same rights and entitlements as other employees. Vacation pay, uh, overtime pay, statutory holiday pay. Now, I'm not surprised that they're going to say we're not going to give it to you. They don't want to rock that boat. So, so you have really only two options. You can forget it, or you can, uh, if they refuse to do what they're supposed to, you can file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. Uh, and I assure you they'll take care of it. So it, it really is up to you, but that obviously is going to impact the relationship with yeah. the company. So, there, so if you do, if you decide not to do that, if you decide to kind of let sleeping dogs lie, and I'm not suggesting you should, I'm just giving you options. 
Yeah. One of the things to remember is if at some point, a year, two years, 10 years down the road, they decide to part ways to let you go, well, at that point, you have to remember because you're an employee, you get severance, so you shouldn't walk away from that. But Can I? If, oh, sorry. No, I'm saying if, you, if they won't do the right thing, Ministry of Labor is where you want to go right now. I want to ask you, so if I send them a letter and I say, look, I will stay on as a contractor, but I want this amount of money and I want that to include uh, employment benefits, right? Because they're always saying, oh, you know, employment benefits are worth 30% of your pay. So can I ask for a 30% raise in my rate and to be paid the three-week vacation? And I know they can obviously say no, but if they do say no, is that a constructive dismissal? Well, it's not a constructive dismissal because they're not changing the terms of employment. You can certainly ask for whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, I suspect they're going to say no. Obviously, I don't know that. No, that wouldn't be a constructive. A constructive dismissal is if they said, we're going to reduce your pay by 30%. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I don't think you're going to get far in trying to resolve it with them. You may as well try, but I don't think you're going to get far. So Ministry of Labor is probably where you want to go. I mean, I can help you as well, but the Ministry of Labor is kind of built for dealing with these contractor versus employee issues. So by all means, I think you should go there because you are an employee at Law, Joanna. Appreciate the call, Joanna. And moving forward, need to get a hold of your simple one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 855 Is it Johnny in line or Joni? Joni. Hey, Johnny, how are you, man? What's going on? Not too bad. How are you guys doing? Good. What's, uh, what's your concern tonight? Uh, I got a question about uh, my workplace here. Working for this transport company, uh, last week they bring in an agency driver and he's getting paid $3 more than the full-time driver who's been working here, some of us, like more than seven years, eight years, ten years. Now, brought up the issue to the manager. He said, oh, that agency guy, we can do post him on a, another position, uh, which is more responsibility. But for the timing, he's going to be working here in this position. And uh, my question is, uh, what, is, is, that, is that right for them to do that for the full-time drivers? Excellent question. And first question, yeah. uh, Joni, there's no, no union? No, no union, no. Okay, terrific. Well, no, they can't do that. They can't do that because our laws were, were changed very recently here in Ontario that an employer has to pay people doing the same job, pay them essentially the same rate. So if he's going to come in and do the same job as you, then either he gets paid what you get paid or you have to get bumped up to get paid what he is. So they can't do that. Now, the question is, now that we know that, what do we do about it? Well, again, as I was telling the previous caller, uh, for this, you may want to consider going to the Ministry of Labor and, and saying this employer is breaching the equal pay for equal work uh, obligations and, and have them deal with it. Uh, the other thing you can do is if you want to uh, uh, send me an email after, I can send you the right portion of the law and you can show that to them and maybe that will make them realize that what they're doing is illegal because, no, they're not allowed to do that, Johnny. Okay, what's your email there again? John will give it to you right now. Thanks, Joni. Yeah, the email is help at employmenthour.com, help at employmenthour.com. And the uh, 1-855-821-5900 number is also good to use as well. I think we'll squeeze in one more before we break. Uh, David, you're on the line. Hi, David. How are you? Hi, guys. Uh, Leo, that nugget that you shared with us at the beginning of the show where the guy gave advance notice of retirement, mm-hmm. and uh, you said he would get paid for the six months. Uh, even though he's not working now, uh, would that also would he also get uh, any benefits that would have been due? For example, if he had a DB pension, for example, would that last six months that he's not working still count towards his pension, etc.? 
Excellent question, and the answer is absolutely yes. It's very simple. They have to put him in the same financial position as if he had worked for the six-month period in that situation. So yes, they have to pay him uh, his salary, they have to continue his benefits, participation and benefits plan, uh, whatever it is. And if there's a car allowance, that has to be included. So it's not just the salary, it's all the components of compensation would have to get paid uh, to him as if he was still at work every day. Okay, thanks guys. Thank you, David. Appreciate that uh, phone call. By the way, you need more information anytime when we're not on the air. It's a it's a simple number. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at employmenthour.com. I'll set you this one up as well before we get into it uh, with more depth. And that would be the severance pay calculator. If you have not used this severancepaycalculator.com, find out what you're owed as far as your severance is concerned. Mary, I see you hanging there. Hang on the line. We will get to you and your phone calls as well. Lots of lines are open. Bring it on. We'd love to talk to you on this Monday night edition of the employment hour and that is 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell and always one 225 talk that's toll free employment hour right here global news radio this is how we start your uh week hour at least your weekday evenings here with the employment hour on monday nights we return wednesday nights as the weekend shows as well and employment hour 30 that happens on global tv and ctv on your weekend morning so we are uh, we're all over your dial and your television set as well to inform you uh mary thanks for hanging on uh, what's going on with you tonight oh hi there thanks for taking my call sure um i'm calling regarding audio and video surveillance inside of an an office so my employer sent out an email notifying all staff that effective immediately she's installed uh, cameras in the office but also she she mentions that they will be continuously recording audio as well so she's placed them throughout the office as well as in the uh, lunchroom where the staff takes their lunch break so i'm just wondering what my rights are in terms of audio recordings wow okay well let's start with with the video uh, mm-hmm. the, with respect to the video recording, as long as it's not in a, a place where you would expect privacy, like your own office or right. you know in the change room or something like that, as long as it's not like that, then they're allowed to do a video recording. Let's say if they have it in the lunchroom or in the hallway or at reception. Yes. Uh, they, if they put record, uh, video recording there, then that's fine. Uh, it, it, it may not make you happy. I don't think it would make me happy. Sure. But legally, it's okay. But okay. the answer is very different with audio recording. They're not allowed to record conversations which they're not a part of. So your boss cannot record a conversation that your boss is not a part of. So if you're speaking with a colleague and there's a recording there, then mm-hmm. you're actually not, that's, that's illegal. It's inappropriate to record someone else's conversations in that sense. So, so that could be issues there. Now, the, the real question is how much do you want to kind of rock the boat uh, right. there? Uh, it, it is arguably illegal. To do that, uh, you may say, "Well, I'm just not going to do anything about it." If you want to do something about it, uh, you know, as I told the previous caller, send me an email, uh, and I can send you the relevant portion of the law that says that that's illegal. You can show that to your boss, and maybe they'll change their mind. Right. Uh, can't do much about the the uh, video, but the audio may actually be illegal. Uh, and if you care enough about it, you and your colleagues, I can try to help you uh, get rid of it. Oh, okay, that's great. Now, do I have to, I'm returning tomorrow, my first day after vacation, and that would be the first day back since this has been implemented. Do I, do I need to let her know uh, that I'm not okay with it? I don't give my consent? 
you, you don't need to do that right now. If we're going to try to convince her to not do it, I think the best uh -huh. approach is to show her why it's actually inappropriate rather uh -huh. than get into a, an argument as to whether it's a good idea, whether you agree. So, yeah, simply, you know, I could show you the, the relevant provision. You can show it to her and say, here's where it says that you're not allowed to do that. And if she's, you know, smart and if she is reasonable, she'll say, okay, I didn't realize that. We're not going to do the audio recordings anymore. Right. Okay. Thank you very much. I'll send you off an email. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Mary. Appreciate that. It is help at employmenthour.com. We'll move on here. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and one triple eight two two five. talk That is toll-free. David, good evening. How are you? Uh -huh. Oh, me. Oh, hey, David. Hi there. Uh, Sanfuro, I have a question for you. Um, okay, so I was uh, recently terminated from employment of um, a very large company. Um, I was in charge of a lot of things. And uh, one thing that they did was they started hiring other contractors to kind of, you know, kind of fill in the work that they needed to get done. And I helped train all of them. But I also had a bunch of proprietary software that I had written because I am also a programmer on the side. And uh, I'm just wondering what, what can I do about the intellectual property thing? So this software that you wrote, was it for work purposes or did you write it for your own purposes? I wrote it, I wrote it for my own purposes to kind of like ease my job because it's one of those things that I do. I, I see a problem. I know how to write it in code and create a solution. And they ended up using it for an indeterminate amount of time after they had terminated my contract. And I'm just wondering, what can I do about that? Now, while you were there, were you the only one using the software? Were other people, was, were the company using it as, as they saw fit? Um, it was more of a, I shared it with the other employees, more of on a, you know, like I'm just, just trying to be a good guy here, right? Like let me help you make your job easier because this is what I've done kind of sort of thing. And when the contract was terminated, I explicitly stated to my manager and his manager, get rid of all this. Stop using it because it is my intellectual property. So, and you they, know, the reality, David, it's not necessarily that simple that just because you created it, that means you own it. You, you might, but it, it really comes down to what did you create it for? If you created it for the benefit of the company while you were working there and you allowed them free, freely to use it without your express permission every time, arguably they became owners of that as well. Uh, on the other hand, if it was clearly just for your use and they had to get permission, that's different. The other thing that may impact the, the question of who actually owns it is, a, is your employment agreement. Some companies stipulate in the employment agreement, if you have one, that if you ever create anything while you work for us, we own it. So I'd want to see, see that I as never, well. I never signed a contract stating that fact. So what I would want to do here, David, is I'd want to sit down and talk with you and find out more because these issues can be quite complex. It's not as, as, as straightforward as, well, I own it uh, because I created it. It may be that, but it's not necessarily that. Now, how long ago were you let go? It was August 28th, 2017. Okay. And did you get severance? 
I got two months severance, despite the fact that I did work for them for two and a half years, which would have technically should have been three months. Well, no, it probably should have been more than that, actually, but I take it you signed off on that severance? Actually, I never signed a thing. Okay, well, that's good, because one of the things they may have wanted you to sign is a release. So you actually may be owed more severance that we can get you if you didn't sign anything. Uh, you could potentially be owed another couple of months' pay, maybe even more than that, number one. And then we potentially could deal with this intellectual property. So we really do need to sit down and have a more in-depth conversation here, David. And here's the, the other fun fact is actually I started working for them in 2011. And I took a small break to try and pursue something else. And they called me back. Okay, well, oh, then, then you, you actually may be considered the six-year employee in the eyes of the law. So there's a lot to talk about, a lot to uh, unravel here. So, David, you really do need to give me a call or send me an email so we can set up a time to talk privately where our time is not limited and, and we can go over this. Appreciate that, David. The call and that number uh, Lior is mentioning, one 821 5900 com is the, uh, the email. Mike, thanks for hanging on. How are you, pal? Not too bad yourself, guys. Good, sir. What's going on? Um, so I had a, an injury, not because of work, but I had an injury. So I started missing time at work. Um, so, you know, they, I went through, you know, human resource, asking what's up, all this other stuff that I find that they're not really supposed to know, just, you know, that I'm sick. Um, so they knew that I was probably going to go on long-term disability at some point because we don't have short-term in our benefits. And so I had to be off by a certain amount of days. So when they knew that, they decided to let me off or lay me off. And this is about a year ago now. Now I'm wondering, was that legal or not? So am I right, Mike, that you're saying that they laid you off before you were able to qualify for long-term disability, but, yeah. but while you were still off work, you're not physically at work? Yeah, because I, I was missing days. I call them and say, look, man, I can't come in. Or I tried to work, and then I was just in too much pain for the next three days. And, and et cetera. So they knew that I was going to go apply for, I guess, that medical, um, uh, from the, like, like sort of like, um, what do you want to call it? Like, insurance uh, company. Yeah, not from our insurance company, but from the government. It's, oh, it's from EI. Like, so so you, did you have long-term disability plan through your company? I did, and I'm on it now. Okay, but good. Before I got it, they laid me off. Right. They said they're going to lay me off, and they laid me off even before I applied for uh, the EI sick benefits. So uh, were you part of a union, Mike? No. Okay, There's lots good. of union in it, but I wasn't part of it. Terrific. So the reality is if they let you go for any reason related to your to your disability, your medical condition, that's illegal. That's a human rights violation. Okay? Let, let's be very clear about that. If the reason even had something to do, even if it was part of the reason why they were let, letting you go, that's a violation of the human rights code. That's not something they're allowed to do. Now, let's continue. Uh, did they pay you or did they offer you any severance? No, I just got my vacation pay or anything. No, I haven't. I haven't even got. I, I got all I got was my layoff papers, and that was it. How long did you work there for? Oh, I was there. I was there temporarily first for about a year, just over a year, and then about two and a half years after that. Okay, so you're a three and a half year employee. And what kind of a job? And how old are you, Mike? I am uh, 47, and but um, well, I had a higher ranking uh, in the company. But when I was first finished, I was just a. A driver, but it is a lot more than just drive. So you, you could know? be owed as much as six months' pay, especially if you have a medical condition that makes it more difficult for you to find a job. So not only are we talking about the fact that this could be a human rights violation, the severance that you're owed in your with your stats is could easily, easily be six months' pay. 
So you were wrongfully dismissed, potentially you've had your human rights violated. So this is a situation, the good news is, because it was a year ago, you still have time. You're not out of time to deal with this. And the other good news is this should not be difficult to resolve. So I want you to call me. I want you to call me as soon as possible, frankly. Uh, and let's have a discussion about that. I want to ask some more questions, see some more uh, more documents, and let, let me help you get what you're owed. Because I did have an employment agreement. Yeah, I so I, that, that definitely it's one of the things I need to see. Either way, it probably wouldn't matter because even if you did, they would have breached it by doing what they uh, what you've just described. But you need to call me and let me see uh, what I could do to help you, and we should be able to resolve this hopefully very quickly. Appreciate it, Mike. That number uh, to call Lior off air, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmenthour.com. you still got plenty of time to call us here on the air. You have questions, concerns, something you've heard so far. You just had a question you've always wanted to ask Lior about your job for friend to pal, a, a family member about employment. That's uh, that's no problem. Bring it on. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and one 225 talk That way is uh, completely toll-free. Jerry, thanks for hanging in. How are you? I'm excellent. Um, we had a issue in our office last week where uh, two people had a verbal altercation. Um, both have been there for a number of years, one for three years, one for about 12 years. Um, and the one called the other um, horrific, horrific uh, verbal language, mm-hmm. um, then turned around and quit, um, sent a message, I quit. Um, they're both good employees. Um, we asked the, the one that quit to take a few days and, and, uh, and so we've spoken to them today and the one would, would like to come back. Um, what, what advice can you give? Or I, I believe they need to go, certainly the one needs to go through some, um, I'm going to call it obedience training, but that's not right. It's, uh, sensitivity uh, training, sensitivity, sensitivity training. So, so you're you're asking on behalf of the company, you know, should we bring them back and how to do it? Yes, they're both good employees. Yeah. Yes. So obviously, uh, if if you want to bring them back and and if they're interested in bringing them back, yeah, that's fine. But here's what you want to do: you want to make it obviously very clear that this type of behavior is unacceptable. You want to make that clear because you also want to send a message to other employees that you can't do that. You you don't just get to continue working without repercussions. So I would bring them back on something that I like to call kind of a last chance agreement, saying, you know, that we're going to bring you back, but any type of similar conduct, it's game, set, and match for you. You're out of here. And yes, I think sensitivity training is completely appropriate here. It's a very common thing these days. Uh, that, that helps people understand, you know, what's appropriate or what's inappropriate in the workplace. If you have policies, and you should have policies, about workplace harassment, about workplace conduct, if you don't, get them. Get them immediately. We, but if you we do, do. We do, make yeah. sure they get a copy. Make sure they sign something saying that they've gotten a copy, they've read it, and they understood it. Okay? So it's not good enough to just have policies that sit in a drawer that no one ever sees. you got to be able to circulate those and make sure people read it. Bring them back on an agreement that they signed saying that they know that what they did is inappropriate, that you're, you're willing to give them another chance, but any similar incidents will result in, in, in significant discipline up to and including termination of employment. Okay, should they both, because they both, it's kind of like a, a fighting match. One threw most of the punches, but the other one certainly didn't back down and wasn't afraid to, to throw a few as well. Should they both be getting the training? Well, yes, they both should be getting the training. You may also want to consider whether these two folks can, can work together or whether that, mm-hmm. it's too volatile a situation. 
you know, you may want to make sure that you're not putting people because the problem is if you bring them back, both of them, and one of them ends up getting hurt because the other one attacks them, uh, you could be liable for putting them in that situation. So you want to make sure that you're, you're reasonably confident that that that's that problem is not going to escalate. Okay, you don't want to put people in a situation where they're going to get hurt, then you're liable for bringing them both back. So make sure that's clear. And, and obviously, okay. if you're going to bring them both, absolutely, both get that same training. They both get the policies. They both get the same kind of last chance agreement. No question. Okay. When you say get hurt, are you referring to physical or verbal or both? I, 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 I refer mostly to physical when I talk okay, about so, getting hurt. Okay. I don't believe there's a physical issue. It's, it's, um, you want to just make sure it doesn't escalate to that point. Yeah. That's all. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate that. Uh, you need uh, further information. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the uh, the place to go. We'll get to Sean. Hey, Sean. Good evening. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. No worries. Um, I'm currently employed and been working with the company for many many years. Um, unfortunately, the the concern I have is I've been there for many years, so there's a lot of new hires that are coming on board that have less responsibility than I do but are highly or more compensated from a salary perspective. Um, and because I've been with the company for many years, my incremental merit or increase, whatever you want to call it annually, doesn't get me to what they're getting yeah. paid. Uh, and now, my, you know, I, I've asked to show me a, a, a salary structure, and then they, they haven't. They said it's not a public or open item. And I guess my challenge is um, I am loyal to the company. Like I said, I've been there for many years. Um, over 15, uh, and and now it's just a matter of how do we. And the fact that I have more responsibility as because I am fairly senior there, I don't know how to go about making sure I'm, uh, um, I guess, given uh, the compensation that I deserve for the role that I do. So no, great question, Sean. Obviously, not a not a very fair situation to you. Now, uh, there's the fairness aspect and there's the legal aspect. So let's talk about the legal aspect. And, and what that means is that if in fact they're hiring people to to do a similar job to you and paying them more, that's inappropriate. If it's a different job, if it's a completely different job, even though you may have more responsibilities, believe it or not, arguably they can get away with it. So what they can't do is say, okay, we're going to hire someone to do the same job as Sean, but we're going to pay them more. You can't do that. But if it's a different job, but even though you may feel and believe and know that your your job is more important, they can still pay people differently that are doing different jobs. That's not illegal. And, you know, in terms of fairness, the, clearly they shouldn't do that, but I can't necessarily make them fair or better people or more reasonable. I could just make sure that they comply with their legal obligations. And depending how different these other jobs are, they may not have to pay them the same. So if that's the case, I would simply put your, you know, kind of your concern, your grievance in writing, make sure they understand why you're concerned and make them understand that, you know, they run the risk of keeping or of making you unhappy and potentially making you want to look elsewhere. And do they really want to lose a good, loyal, a long-term employee uh, because of the situation? So yeah, that's something you may want to consider. My biggest fear is that if I do speak up in a, in a and, and, you know, really express my concern is that, okay, well, they're going to kind of flag me as this disgruntled employee and possibly, you know, lay you off and in that whole fear of it, right? Well, how long have you been there, Sean? Um, going on to 16 years. Well, you know, they'd be looking at significant severance they'd have to pay, probably well north of a year's pay. So, I mean, they can't just say, oh, we'll lay them off. There's consequences, there's financial consequences. And so you can't stop them from doing that, but the reality is you're not going to solve this problem by not saying something. The only way you can potentially solve it is by going to talk to them. 
uh, and if there's repercussions, they cannot get rid of you without paying you that severance. Sean, appreciate your call. You want to follow up at a later date, uh, please do. Let us know how it goes. one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior and his team. Gary, you're uh, you're up next, pal. How are you? Good evening. Oh, I'm good. How are you doing? Good, sir. What's going on with you? I'm from Brampton. I worked at a Brito Boys in Brampton, and uh, what happened was the lady, um, she started hiring international students and started paying them cash under the table, so my hours got cut. Um, and then eventually I had to let go of the job, but I was there for about eight months. Well, you know, obviously, even after eight months, uh, you you get severance. I mean, regardless of why they let you go, it's simply a question of how much they owe you. How old are you, Gary? Let me go. Um, I let go of my... I had to find another job. Ah, I see. I see. You, you left. Really, okay. So, yeah. am I right that you first found another job and then you left? Correct. Because you were able to replace the income that you lost, you're not going to get uh, full severance, okay? I wasn't you looking for severance. I was looking for, like, more legal options because... No, unfortunately, honest, yeah, no, I mean, listen, cash under the table. Th- that's illegal, but that's between her and the government. As, as it relates to you, it's a question of now that you had to leave because of that. I don't understand why you would leave. Uh, it's, it's arguably a constructive dismissal, but you're owed severance, potentially only one week's pay because you found a job right away. So the fact that she's doing illegal doesn't mean that you necessarily can do something about it. That's something that the government could do something about it if they found out about it. Okay. Am I still entitled to a week severance or no? Arguably, yes. Yes, but you probably would have to take legal action against them because they're not necessarily going to admit it. But what's at stake for you, Gary, is a week's pay. You may or may not decide to pursue that depending how you feel, whether it's worth it to you. Appreciate it, uh, Gary. Uh, Carlos, we'll get to you as well. We got uh, we got some time here. Hey, Carlos, good evening. How are you? Not bad. Uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. My question's uh, really uh, quick and simple. Uh, I- I'm in a union, right? I'm not in this position, but I hear a lot of talk a lot of times that uh, when it comes to union matters, pretty much it's between the uh, union and the employee, the employer. Is there any time ever at Lior that if you run into any kind of problems, let's just say you're, you're dismissed from work, uh, wrongfully or for for cause whatnot, um, or sorry, actually in the event if you're dismissed uh, wrongfully and your union hasn't done nothing for you, is there any time within the you know parameters of the law where a lawyer could actually like uh, go and uh, take the um, uh, I guess the spot of the uh, union and uh, do something for the uh, for the employee? And I can take my call off here. I really appreciate that, guys. I love the show. Thanks, Thanks, Carlos. Carlos. Appreciate that. And, and, you know, this is one of the most common questions that I get. And it's a very simple answer. And the answer is no. Unfortunately, there isn't any time that a lawyer or anyone else can help the employee other than the union. Uh, And you may say, well, wait a second. If the union's not doing something for me or they're not doing a good job or they don't want to help me, why can't I hire a lawyer? Why can't I deal with it myself? Well, the reason why you can't is because that's what the law says. Uh, And the only one that's allowed to represent a unionized employee is the union. It's not that the the one that should represent the employee, it's the only one that's allowed. So there really are no circumstances where you can deal on your own with your employer uh, outside of the union. It has to be the union, and if the union won't help you, the only thing you could do, the only thing is to file a complaint against the union with the labor board, which rarely works, so you may be stuck. Yeah, you get that question all the time. If only you could do that, you'd need another 100 lawyers in your Easy. office, right? Because <laughs> it's it's crazy how many people phone us each week saying, I'm in your union, help me out, right? And I can't, and, and it's not because I don't want to. Believe me, nothing would make me happier. I'm not yeah. allowed.
Yeah. Uh, duty to accommodate. This is what we were going to talk about. I might as well get into a couple minutes of this before we wrap. Is and, and I know we've had a couple phone calls where this might have might have shined a little bit. What is duty to accommodate? Well, you know, we'll, we'll kind of end on that note in terms of what yeah. this is duty to accommodate. Duty to accommodate is an obligation that an employer has to provide assistance and support to employees in certain situations. The most common situation where this arises is when an employee has a medical condition. And because of that, the employee may not be able to do the job the same way they did. They need modified duties or modified hours or, or assistance of some kind. And yeah. the, the law says if, if that's because of a medical condition, the employer has to accommodate. They have to make that happen, even if it's difficult. Another situation may be if you're a, a religious person. For religious reasons, you have to leave work early or give some, get some different hours so you can go to a church or go to a synagogue or what have you. That's part of the duty to accommodate. So anytime there's a legitimate reason that requires the company to make some changes to the job, the company is under a legal duty to, to provide that accommodation even if it's difficult. And if they refuse, if they don't want to, if they say that's too hard, when it's not really too hard, they breach that duty. That's a human rights violation, which means that uh, the employer is doing something illegal and the employee may have legal recourse. So very common situation, duty to accommodate happens. Uh, if you're in a situation where you're asking for that accommodation, you're not getting it, you're not sure if you should be getting it, call me, let's discuss it. Before we wrap, give me details I did mention off the top, so don't want to leave it out, severancepaycalculator.com. A website that I created uh, over five years ago, severancepaycalculator.com, to allow anyone to find out exactly what they're owed. Whether you work for eight months like one of our callers or 18 years or any other amount, you can go to severancepaycalculator.com, answer three questions about your age, position, length of employment, find out exactly how much you're owed. It's free. It's easy to use. It's anonymous. The first place you go to, check it out right now, if you just to find out, severancepaycalculator.com. That is a wrap, as they say, for the Monday Night Edition. We are back here 7 o'clock on uh, Wednesday. Please join us for that show as well. The weekend shows and, of course, Employment Hour and 30s on your TV. We do that Saturday and Sunday mornings on Global TV and CTV, respectively. You need to get a hold of Lior right now or until we uh, join you again, 1-855-821-5900. Email help at employmenthour.com. Right back with On Point with Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.